This is WFHB's Blooming Out, your weekly update on issues in the LGBTQIA community with your hosts, Melanie, Ireland, Lucas, and Justin. Blooming Out is produced by Ireland Meacham and Melanie Davis. Tune in every Thursday night at 6 p.m. to hear discussion from local LGBTQIA voices. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB Community Radio in Bloomington. I am your engineer and co-host, Lucas Fisher. And today we have Melanie Davis and Justin Robertson back on the show. And we are going to talk about Spencer Pride. But first, an exclusive interview from Melanie with Jacob Balish from Spencer Pride. They're going to talk about the recent uh, proposal to remove Spencer Pride and any other quote-unquote lewd events from the Spencer Courthouse. I'm on location with... Jacob Balish. And we are at... The Spencer Pride Community Center on 17 East Franklin Street, north side of the courthouse on Spencer, Indiana. And I think everybody knows this place because it is uber famous. Well, that's wonderful to hear you say that. And well, we try to, you know, let people know about it. And so if you haven't been here yet, definitely come on out. It's a little short ride Mm -hmm. from Bloomington. So we would love to have you. It's a great little downtown area. We have several other shops down here too. So you can make a little day of it and a coffee shop next door. So it's just sweet. And um, we are open uh, Wednesday through Sunday, 10 to 7. So um, yeah, come on out. It's fun. Great shop. Uh, They've got it's just a lovely old building that they're in and they've refurbished it and it's gorgeous and everybody is friendly and they have so many resources and it just come on out. Yes, definitely. It's, it's divided into three place, places. There are three sections of our building. So the first section would be our retail section mm-hmm. and we highlight local artists all from Indiana as close to Spencer as possible. And then we have in the back section um, a little resale area. Mm-hmm. And then we have the middle section of the building which is our gathering location. So bring your friends, use our Wi-Fi. We also have coffee. And um, chit-chat, have fun. And then if you're a not-for-profit, we have a meeting space um, where you can have your um, event uh, for free. So as long as you're not-for-profit and you don't hate gay people (laughs) i love this place i love you and i love what you do here and and that's actually kind of why we're here uh we have some stuff to talk about because (gasps) it's been showing up in the local news a lot you've probably seen it on your facebook feed if you listen to the show you've probably are connected in similar ways so spencer and owen county have been having some problems with their commissioners and in particular uh how they're trying to set up ordinances to, and I don't want to be too, no, I'll say it. They really just kind of want to cleanse, I think was the term, (laughs) uh, the downtown area of, of the queerness. And it's angered a lot of people. Yes, engaged a lot of people. Engaged a lot of people. Yes. And it's not just the LGBT community. No, it's... we've really pulled together as a community against this. So we've had 13 festivals on the Courthouse Square. Uh, well, 12 on the Courthouse Square, one in the park. But um, that have gone without a hitch. And it's been great. No problems. We have paid everything they're you know, supposed to and everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, this year afterwards, they said that, oh, there's an ordinance that uh, hasn't been followed and blah, blah, blah. And we need to update this. And there's a three-page application fee we've only ever gotten two pages of this and we were like well we've never even knew there was a third page anyway so um no one's ever followed this thing and so okay well the whole 
um, reason they're redoing this is so that they could get rid of Spencer Pride. Mm-hmm. And so they have to shut down the whole courthouse for all festivals because of it. So they're making it as difficult as possible. It just passed um, a revised version of the original that they proposed. Um, it is better, um, mm-hmm. thankfully, um, but still bad. And so it does eliminate the bathrooms, the courthouse entirely. Um, there's a lot of restrictions on the lawn. So this year we are moving it. We are moving it to the streets. It is going to be bigger and better than ever before and gayer. And so come on out. It's the first Saturday in June every year. We are going to also involve the Tivoli Theater. That's where the main stage is going to be. So awesome. it's going to be amazing. So oh, this sounds come great. Come on out. It, something that was really a cause for alarm here as they, they just decided to, uh, uh, there was a, a group I saw on Facebook yes. that had come up with a, this this weird little petition thing. Correct. It was a form letter. So mm-hmm. um, the petitioners first, when they mentioned they were going to work on this, they said that there were some concerns um, brought up by with letters to them. And um, we asked about, well, letters, what's going on? And they were like, well, it's also about money. We're trying to raise money for, you know, making sure everyone pays their fees and stuff. Right. And um, so we were like, okay, well, then what were the letters and stuff like that? And then come to find out they were form letters that were signed from the Morals of America page. And we were like, well, we can do a petition. So they had under 100 right. um, petitions. And I wish I could remember the number, but I hate numbers. But anyway, <laughs> and we had over 1,000 people sign ours of about, you know, working with the community and making events better, not making it more difficult. And they were like, oh, those aren't all people from Owen County, but neither were the other ones, so please. Right. Um, but anyway, so um, it, it's, just, it's just been a bit of a fiasco. It's not a problem, though. We are going to... Um, persevere on it's going to be bigger and better than ever and um you know november is coming Mm -hmm. so wouldn't that be great if the commissioners were voted out of power and we got new commissioners and two of the three commissioners are up in november so yay and um and then we can revise this ordinance again and make it a more welcoming place um so that the opens the courthouse back up for festivals because we aren't the only ones affected by this. We have the uh, Christmas at the Square, which mm-hmm. is affected. Um, Santa Claus will not be in the courthouse again. The bathrooms will be closed. They kicked Santa Claus out. Yes. So um, that's sad. Um, so there's a there's quite a. It's ironic. The Rev Twenty also. That's mm-hmm. a Christian film. Uh, not film. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> Christian music festival. That's gonna have problems as well. So like, they're really shooting their you know their foot. On yeah. this one, so it's really sad. So I was going to say something about cutting off their face to spite their nose. I mean, there's so much <laughs> more yeah. that they that they're affecting just to get at Spencer Pride. Correct, and, and that has been what has irked me so much was the the amount of energy that they spent on spite. Yes, and and I don't know. So some of you might have seen the videos of these meetings. They are ridiculous. Oh, it's a circus. It's very, very appalling. The thing that though is nice. Um, there were several. I mean, we've not gone to all of them, but there were some parts of the meetings that are disconcerting, and you're like, "Wow, you are just full of hate." Mm-hmm. Um, certain people are, and but then if you step back and then you look at the crowd, and then you look at the other people that are talking, even the people that were like you always perceived them to be on the fence before, and now now they're speaking in behalf. Of, um, it's just so, it's like, this is why I live in Spencer. This is why, um, Spencer is a wonderful place. Yes, there's a few difficult people here, but 
we're here to educate and um, and help these people evolve. And so this is great. This is a good opportunity to make an impact um, and to make uh, Indiana a more welcoming place for all people. And so. And I, you have this. You've okay. As a coalition of businesses, you've revitalized the downtown here. You've brought so many people in. How many people were at the last Pride? Oh, it was just like under five. Um, 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> five whole people. four and a half people. <laughs> but yeah, so it's great. Um, I think it's a, a wonderful thing. And it's and the, the town population is like 2,600. So right. like it's, so it's a, doubling. It. Yeah, so it's wonderful. And it's pulling people in that have never even knew about Spencer. Yeah. And some people have moved to Spencer because of this. I mean, they come to the festival and think, wow, what a great little town this is and then they're buying a property yay and it's so affordable to live here mm -hmm. um so this is a great opportunity for anyone in bloomington that would like to look at property in spencer <laughs> because there is no property in bloomington well you, yeah, there is it's just really expensive so. it's like new york prices well okay i won't say new york i was gonna say not quite <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, but and it's a beautiful downtown. I drove through Spencer the first time when I was 17, and I knew right then I wanted to live here. So um, it's very quaint. It's got mm -hmm. tree-lined streets. It has historic buildings. Um, it's And the people are nice. I was going to say, I've never encountered a problem, and I usually don't encounter problems. But sometimes people are rude, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you leave the confines of Bloomington. There are places that are just not necessarily very welcoming. Spencer has always been welcoming, no matter where I've been. So I, I can't say uh, enough about how your organization has opened up so many minds, too. And that has made Spencer even better, from businesses to individuals. So the impact that Spencer Pride has had by having Pride events, by having a storefront. How many years has, have you had a storefront now? Um, three. And you've got the flags out. Oh, yes. 17-foot tall flags out front. And people drive by and they like they stop and they're like, I can't believe when I saw these flags that this was actually a gay store. We thought maybe there was like someone didn't know that that was right. a gay flag. I'm like, oh, no, no, we are. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> I was, And this is a side note. I might cut this up. Maybe not. But I was driving through when I, uh, 15 years ago. I went on a, a solo road trip out west, and I'm driving through the Star Valley in Wyoming, south of the Tetons, right, south of Jackson, and just coming out of the mountains. And it was pretty, and it was gorgeous. It was a great day. And there's this little itty-bitty house, like just a, it had a little porch, and it was silvery wood that had been there for 100 years or whatever, very kind of like ghost towny sort of building. And there's this big bright pride flag hanging off the front porch oh, and I thought wonderful. I wonder if they know what that means <laughs> I have to go turn around and check and it were it was like two of the only openly queer people in western Wyoming wow oh my Isn't gosh that exciting though. and that's kind of like what this is you know you have the Priscilla Queen of the Desert sort of flags flying out uh front and it's like wow yeah wow there's a home here. Oh, there is. And that means, and since it's so big and welcomed, and the other people and organizations here have been embracing, as far as, as I know. Mostly, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, and it's good. I think the reason we have these flags is to remind people. I think in small towns especially, people are thinking that um, minorities are pushed to the side, they don't exist, or like, you know, if you can't blend in. Um, and so they just don't want to. They don't want to talk about it. Like, we don't have those in our town. And so that's one of the reasons why we are as vocal as we are is, no, 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 we are 
in this town. We, we're everywhere. Right. And I think it is wrong that just because you're born in a small town that you have to leave. Um, and so that's one of the things we wanted to change was that if you're born in a small town, um, it should be a welcoming environment for everyone. And if you decide to move to a larger city because you want to, that's fine. But you shouldn't have to just to live. Right. And so these aren't necessarily Spencer only. This commission is countywide, right? Correct. It's all Owen County. You know, there are other communities in Owen County. Owen County is a larger place. We've encountered Owen County before. Last year, there was, uh, you might have heard us talking uh, on the radio with Judy Epp about uh, the student, actually it was this time last year, about the uh, the students who were trying to form a GSA. Yes. And that and finally done. happened. Yes. So there's a lot of movement in the county. Oh, there is. And we have a youth group here that meets on uh, Monday nights. So like, yes. there, good things are happening in Owen County. This is exciting. Right. So um, Just have to get these commissioners either out or on board. Correct. And uh, and really the community is there. The people are here. And, and I'm so glad that you know, you've, you've adapted. Oh yeah. So now you're out on the streets. Exactly. It doesn't taking over the streets. We will evolve. We're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to stop equality. This is not going to, this momentum is only getting stronger. Um, it's completely backfiring on the people that were thinking they were going to stop us. It's not, right. um, we are resilient. <laughs> Come on out first Saturday in June. It's going to be amazing. And come on out like on Thursday or Friday. Come shop here for oh, the totally. holidays. Definitely. So yes. it's not too far from Bloomington. No. I think it took me 20 minutes to drive here. Yeah, 17 miles. West. Yeah. So, so and it's, it's Wednesday through Sunday. Seven. Wednesday through Sunday. I mean, excuse me, 10 to 7. It's wonderful. Come yeah. on out. Don't come out Tuesday because they won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we also have a Tivoli theater that's right down yes. the way from us. And so they show um, first run uh, movies mm-hmm. and you, it's very affordable. Oh my goodness. It's like $5. It's a historic theater. $5 for first run movies. Yes. It's great. Like, yeah. and the concessions are really affordable too. I don't remember those numbers, but it was ridiculously cheap. So like it's worth the drive just for the theater too. <laughs> Yeah, and that was just uh, revitalized a few yep. years ago. A few years ago, Cook um, actually donated the money to uh, revitalize the theater. Millions of dollars. Several, yeah, yeah. several million dollars for that. And it was going to be torn down actually, and they saved it. So thank goodness, because right. it would have been a tragedy to lose that building. When you go in, it's beautiful, and oh, it, it's they been... did right by the building. Yeah. So and several of the other buildings downtown have been revitalized, and they're really, I mean, the square is waking up. It's a great thing. So. When you're listening out there, maybe in the the boonies and other towns where squares are are not quite so vital, it, it could come back. If you come, you just got to work this. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness, you have to work really hard, and nothing happens just by accident. No, um, it's very well planned. It's very well. Lots of man, uh, well, people hours. It is. It is. Yeah, you have. This is all volunteer. Yes, one hundred percent volunteer. No one gets paid, and um, we were fortunate that. We have wonderful volunteers that really come out and um, volunteer for the store. They have re, um, torn down walls. They have worked painting. They have done lots and lots of things. Um, displays. Um, just, it's amazing how you can get a good group of people together with, you know, focused on making the world a better place and mm-hmm. what you can get done. Um, it's it's truly phenomenal. So if anyone else would like to revitalize other downtowns, great. You know, let's get together with people, make inroads with people, collaborate with other organizations. Um, I think that's also important that they understand, like Spencer, like we volunteer at the theater um, once mm-hmm. um, 
once a month, the second Saturday, just because we want people in the community to know that we care not just about um, uh, the Spencer Pride building, even we care about our whole community. We right. care about all of everyone that lives here. So, And that's the thing about small towns. Yes. We, oh, we're going to see you at the grocery store. Yeah. Let's be nice to each other. Like we need to find some kind of ground that we can all agree on mm-hmm. um, because we are your neighbors. You know, we're in this together. So let's figure this out. There was a there was a study that just came out, and my friend posted it, and it was about uh, people who who are non accepting, uh, who might be more of the. I mean, conservative isn't a bad word, uh, necessarily, uh, because you know I have family who are accepting, and they're still conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're accepting of me, not necessarily accepting of what they're party is going through at this moment in history there are people who espouse freedom for all in the totally conservative community and there are people who are absolutely against any kind of change those people uh when when they did this study it showed that they were more authoritarian but they're coming at the world seeing difference correct and when they can actually see that people are more the same mm-hmm. instead of different they're more accepting. Yes. Um, it's so, hard to hate someone you know. Exactly. If you, It's always say to hate the other, the people mm-hmm. that you don't know that are different than you are. And then once you meet them, you're like, oh, you're yeah. just like me. That's why um, travel, I think, is very important. Once you um, meet people from different cultures and countries and stuff, then you're like, wow, we are really, we have, you know, we are obviously different, but we also have a lot in common. Yeah. And we're just people like, what? <laughs> Stop <laughs> hating that's the beauty of this place is because you're out and you're there for people to come in and check it out and talk. Oh yeah. And totally. you, you do uh, these lovely little talks in here. Oh yes. We're in, we're in the meeting room right now. The panel discussions have been very, very helpful. Um, and because it, there are lots of questions. I mean, intersex was a, like my favorite uh, panel that we did because I know not as much about it. And I have been fascinated by this and, and there's a lot of people um, that don't know about, you know, a variety of subjects. And so we try to bring um, panels together so that the public can come in and learn about different walks of life. And like, these are just people. Let's learn about them yeah. and, and learn more about your friends and neighbors. You don't know how many of your friends and neighbors really are <laughs> intersex, exactly. for instance. And you just take it for granted and you think, or bisexual. That's another thing that I find fascinating. There's a lot of bisexuals in the world. Mm-hmm. They just hide so well because you just assume that they're, you know, they're married and that they're heterosexual. Well, they're not necessarily necessarily right and uh, actually bisexuals have higher instances of suicide than than the rest of the lgbt spectrum which is already high yeah so they have uh the youth have higher incidences of suicide and they didn't that blew my mind because mine too wow yeah um and then you know they have troubles at school and stuff like that and i thought well, that's that's very interesting wouldn't wouldn't know that actually in the Unless it was from a panel that I learned it at. So, yeah, which you know, those are very important. These panels of education. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very important. So I just love it. And thank you so much for all that you do here. This oh, is Well, thank you for amazing. The interview is wonderful. And thank you. And thank you for what you guys do. Blooming Out is a very helpful resource. So it gets the word out. And we appreciate it immensely. Yay. So again, come to Spencer. It's come a Spencer. great community. Not on Tuesdays. Not on Tuesday. Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. So and 10 to be- 7. Yes. So it'd be great. And it's 17 East Franklin Street, Spencer, Indiana. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, hon. So, as I understand it, 
Great interview, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Jacob. really great. I really love that. Um, and he's always great to have on. Uh, but as I understand it, they've passed this ordinance against the uh, Spencer Pride mm-hmm. on the courthouse lawn. But well, against everybody on the courthouse pre- lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Against right. anybody on the courthouse lawn. Yeah. So this includes Santa Claus. This includes the Santa Claus. So this the Santa event, and, and I don't remember exactly the name of it. It's another thing. Um, but yeah, so Santa would be in the courthouse. And the kids would come to see him. So, so the courthouse is off limits. It's verboten. You can't go in the courthouse for any of these, uh, uh, any of these organized events. <laughs> this is just bizarre. So it's the year without it's Santa the year Claus without and Santa Spencer. Claus. Why did they do this? They hate Santa <laughs> and children. <laughs> well, and it, it just it all seems like a uh, proposal that just went wrong. Um, did they because, did they not think about this? I feel like they had a plan, but like it didn't work. Well, they had, and so right. something else, a I compromise that, occurred that doesn't really. It's really get what, what they wanted. I think they met it with is, so much resistance. So number one, there was this online group, and it's called Morals of America, right? And they are the ones who put forth these form letters. And they had the form letters on their their Facebook thing. You could download them, fill them out, whatever, turn them in. I mean, there's debate whether they were the originators of it, but they're sort of the group that is, like, representing the views of... they're the ones who actually put it forth. Oh, okay. So, to the commissioners. They're the ones that brought this, quote-unquote, petition, which were actually just form letters, or these letters that they had received... Of complaint, but they were just form letters. They weren't actually filled out by people. I I was looking at the form letters when they they put them up, and I was trying to like figure out what their game plan. And was nobody there was like all of these letters are exactly the same. They're not coming from tons of well, different people. Well, but it fit in with where the commissioners were coming from. So there's there's a, a synergy here, right? Right. The commissioners and this morals of America have the same idea. Are you telling mm. me that this is not a democracy? And that these people, morals of America, don't have any morals and are against Santa Claus? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, they. I feel it's (laughs) kind of funny because they accidentally kicked out Santa Claus. They accidentally kicked out Santa Claus. And do you think? I don't think they meant to do that. No. So in the beginning, it was just they wanted to get rid of the lewd behavior. The lewd behavior. They find out he was gay or a member of the LGBTQ community. You know those boots. Well, those boots. I I know those boots. Come on, and the gloves. We've all worn them. Right. <laughs> give that give those whiskers a little tug. <laughs> so sitting on his lap. I mean, come on. I know, really. But no too lewd. See, kicking Santa out actually makes sense to me, but I don't understand so the <laughs> Santa wouldn't have been kicked out under the original plan. The original plan no. was to get Spencer Pride out because they had said that uh there there were sex toys being sold on the grounds and uh, during uh Spencer Pride. And cute. But, but there were not. Was that did not? No, happen. that that would, did not. Nobody saw that. But the people who what did they put think were forth, the sex toys? That's what I want to know. No, they they were talking about dildos being I, sold. But were and they vibrators. just making this up, or did they yes. mistake yeah, something okay. else? No, this they is absolutely made up. It'd be funny if they mistook something like well, because the, yeah. they. <laughs> no, it's a they did have some vendors up there. That's another sad thing about the courthouse uh, not being the center of it is because all of those booths were on the courthouse lawn. Mm-hmm. So now it's right. all going to have to. Well, the courthouse thing was. Well, Melanie, the courthouse... they're running. The... Oh, right. Because yeah. that was where you, the bathroom, use the bathroom. Yeah, it was the bathroom can... issue. And the person who was cleaning the bathrooms apparently had a problem with oh. with 
uh, it the bathrooms being non-gender specific. It was you know use the use the bathroom. The person that cleaning you the bathroom. Affiliate with the, the, the person, person cleaning the bathroom. Cleaning the who bathroom. has to go in both bathrooms <laughs> had a problem. <laughs> Good point, Lucas. So sorry. This person is going to be cleaning. Why are you calling them out? Uh, I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm just saying. That's mean. It, it, is it mean? No. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. I mean, none of this makes sense. <laughs> really, none I, of it makes sense. Not, it's yeah. absolutely nutty. Right. It, it's so the, the And original, our state needs bad publicity. Like, right. Like a hole in the head. I mean, right. And these the commissioners came up with this plan to specifically cut out Spencer Pride. None of the other uh, festivals or, or events that happen on the square, so very, very many that happen on the square, had anything you know that was targeted in the original. However, it was less than 100 people that filled out this form letter. Very few people turned up to any of the the meetings, right? The commit where the commissioners were discussing this. Also, <clears throat> those meetings were change the time was changed last minute last minute and um some of the comments were only allowed at the meeting prior right so people who showed up to the final meeting weren't allowed to have a say exactly in the in the i love democracy it was so sketchy me too it was so anti-democratic it was so i mean except for the people who were on the commissioner's side and the commissioners everybody else was up in arms also, the room was full of supporters of Spencer Pride and the other businesses and the other events that happened on the square. So everybody was mad about this. Everybody, everybody was, was mad, upset. except a few sour-faced people in the front row. Right. And they were very mad. And the commissioners were very into what they had to say. Well, but everybody the else wasn't. will get voted out. And that's what happens in November. Two of the three commissioners... Mm-hmm are up for re-election. So those folks need to go. And uh, whoever they are, they just need to be replaced because this was a travesty. This was this whole thing. There are videos online that you can see. And uh, uh, Spencer Downtown Event Coalition um, is is one of the Facebook uh, things. It's, it's a closed group, but uh, there are videos out there of some of these meetings where they're yes we went to see these meetings yes so during the last meeting where it was voted on they actually tried to have some of the people cleared out of the room including spencer pride right and the the events uh coalition folk they wanted them they asked the sheriff to remove them from the room and the sheriff gave the commissioners a piece of his mind and he said in this video meet me back here at the January meeting. Not, didn't say anything about why, but uh, but apparently he had emailed them. And uh, sorry, that was my computer. Apparently he had emailed uh, the commissioners about something and they never got back to him and he was ticked. And in the video, he is visibly miffed. And what is that about? Who knows, but I can't wait for January and I so wanna be there. At Intriguing. The, yeah. This whole thing, this whole story is so bizarre. It's so sketchy. Over, it is. Over some people not being able to handle LGBT folk coming together and and celebrating still being here. I mean, the pride is about pride is about us lasting through this, right? Right. And fighting this sort of prejudice. And they are just prejudiced because there's nothing lewd about 
the there festival. Was, there were so many families there. Nobody complained about yeah. anything. And it was a very family-friendly event. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It always is. Um, you know, It's the, like any other sort of festival. Right. And, you know, they, they put up pictures on, on the um, Morals of America, not Morels of America, which is a <laughs> another page, uh, <laughs> which may or may not uh, They need to change their page. name. But, oh, by <laughs> oh, really? But um, the Morals of America page before uh, – in the early part of their campaign. And I don't know, I haven't gone back and checked to see if the photos are still up, but they were talking about the Sisters of Indulgence. They were talking about some of the vendors and, and their wares. They were talking about um, the drag shows and the drag performances. And the drag performances were attended by babies on up to, you know, us old fogies. And there was nothing bad about it. There was nothing lewd about no. Those performances, what the people had to say, it was all affirming and lovely. But that's not what these people are against. They're just against LGBT folk. That's it. That's that's the extent of it. So they made stuff up. And they forced... Oh, <laughs> That's me. They forced a, uh, a vote. They forced a... Uh, reconsideration of of the ordinances and the the process that you go through to actually get an event uh, on the courthouse lawn. So I guess the next step for them is to get uh, events off the streets. No, because right. they can't. They because can't. That's the city. Well, I mean, that's just another uh, board. Like it's a... it is. However, the city is behind Spencer Pride. The cool city for now and the... hopefully forever. But right. right. But even the people of the city are behind Spencer Pride. People came out in droves to support, right. you know, yeah. not just them, but the other the other uh, events there, and but but also them. So it, it's not it it's those dour sourpuss folks who are clutching their pearls at every mention of anything LGBT, and they're the dinosaurs, um, and the comet's coming, and they're yelling at the comet. You know, uh, sorry, it's, it's time to open up. I would really love to talk to these people and find out where where the problem is. Yeah. We're, we're here to be an open discussion forum for that. Absolutely. Um, we want to, we want to have you on the air. Come on in. Or I can come to you and, and do an interview. Yeah. So, uh, just like I just did. And you could do that by emailing bloomingout at wfhb.org. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's like you've done that before. I think it would be very interesting to have a dialogue with them because I think they have a lot to answer for. Yeah. Although maybe also, well, if they're there, we shouldn't dogpile. Yeah. Well, because there's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, on the Morals of America page, I think the one, one of the concerns is that um, uh, these things aren't age appropriate. And so I really think there needs to be a dialogue of like, what is age appropriate and um, also just uh, what goes on at pride. Exactly. What goes on at pride? You know, they, there's this thing that I hear a lot online when I'm, I'm listening to and interacting with people who are very anti LGBT and they're taught, they talk about sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all they can think about. Well, and that's when okay, they think you about go back LGBTQ. To, yeah. When you go back to the early days, it was about, you know, gay men and women, and 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 having sex with 
people of the same sex, right? That is kind of the the idea that was set at the time about gay folk and what the movement is about. It's about love. It's mm-hmm. about family. Identity. It's about identity. Yeah. And that's the main part of it. The sex part is just like straight sex, except probably more satisfying. Exactly. And- like, <laughs> yes. Well, it's like the real the real question is uh, why are you why are you straight or why are you right. anything? But does I never obsess about straight people and yeah. their sex? Right. You know, Ooh, I never uh, look yeah, at straight see, people and go, "Oh my God, they're having sex together." Right? Do you know what I mean? I could care less. I know. I, I'm the... happy if they have sex together. Great. Go do it. You know what I mean? Like in your own bedroom. In your own bedroom. I mean, doors, I was saying, like, in the dark. Right. Well, as what do you what are you going to do when your children make their own decisions when they grow up? Like, well, that's a great question. And that is the the true fear of of any parent. Um, but. I don't you that you that doesn't change the the uh the the facts of the matter which is that um well they, th- these things we don't have a choice about our sex and it's, gender identity but they believe we do right they and believe there's a choice to be made and and there was a, a gentleman and I can't remember his name I'm sure he's passed now in Indianapolis and he was a early gay rights pioneer and he he penned letters and stuff like that and one of the, he brought one of them in and it was from the early 80s maybe um where he said you know he basically countered that idea of you know if you believe that this is a choice that means that you're probably bisexual because (laughs) for most people it's not a choice it's just who you are the thing is is we do have to acknowledge that um (laughs) there are some people within our own community within the lgbtq community that think it's a choice and say that it is a choice for them as well so i think that it is a complicated issue and i don't think everybody has the same answer or the same life or the same reason truly does it really matter no it doesn't matter because whether it's a choice or whether you're born the way you are you are who you are and you have every right to be that person right yeah as long as you're not hurting anyone right exactly and it doesn't hurt anyone well yeah you know i mean consensual hurt is fine consensual hurt is fine fine. but um, you do get into all sorts of uh yeah it starts to snowball into lots of issues but um it's interesting to talk to other uh lgbtq youth who who do believe, who are like, I made this choice. Um, I was at this uh, focus group in Pittsburgh where I was talking to them about this exhibit that we're doing there. And uh, a lot of them said that. And I thought it was really interesting because I'm also yeah. really enamored with the youth today and yeah. their openness yeah. to sexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting I and think I think it's, it's really healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And so when these people are shutting this sort of expression down that's not lewd, it's yeah. just an expression of identity. Mm-hmm. And who you are, yeah, and whether it, you and have decided to be that, or whether you have identity, a, that doesn't like personality, and there's nothing wrong with this the, with with people's personalities as long as they're not causing harm to other people. Right. Right. So it it's really interesting just thinking about the choice thing because I I do see that in the the newer generations. I see that in my generation as well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like um uh part part of the this non-binary struggle is is not not a uh, having uh an idea of what your gender is and uh i don't know from personal experience like i like my gender i don't really understand necessarily but i sort of choose to be a man because it's just like mm-hmm. sort of a convenience in a weird way but it's not necessarily some people are more uncomfortable with they experience the Being sort of uh 
I'm the same way as you. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean. I wish that when I was young, there was non-binary. I mean, there always has been, right? But I think that no. I definitely. I mean, well, I mean, people psychologically. Psychologically, no, no, there were non-binary people, but you had to fit in one of the two boxes. Right, that's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Right. So I had to choose to, to be cis. You know yeah. what I mean? And but I think that there were periods well, in my life where I was like, I don't know what I am. I didn't really identify with being male or, or you being don't even female. care. I don't know. And I didn't care. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, if you are making a choice because. You know, there is ambiguity. You're not cis. That's the definition yes. of being non-binary. Exactly. You are not cis. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you're able to choose to not uh, d- do what you're... Unless we were living in a world where it was already okay to be gay yeah. and to choose to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, the, is people are, are... It's such a culturally dominant thing that people are expected to be heterosexual. And it, it goes down to a biological sort of level because there's the like well that's just all based on breeding but to breed to to make right so it's just so ingrained in in our culture but it's not true that it's more natural to be heteronormative you know and we look through nature and animals as being heteronormative and they're not they're they're They're, definitely not wildly diverse Mm -hmm. life has to be diverse Mm -hmm. to exist exactly and you see it everywhere life has yeah it has to be diverse to to exist that's a really good way to put it um i i i love this i i I love biology i was i I do too huge into it when i was a kid i was a bioanthropology major because i just loved it i can't get enough of it and the more i learn i mean i'm always amazed at the diversity at the diversity and the way things so i mean you know i'm intersex Mm -hmm. and um and i uh they're at least two percent of the population are intersex that we know of and this is something that you know goes to the heart of the matter it's you can't argue about biological determinism you can't yeah. argue mm-hmm. about this you know the the duality the binary because it does not exist that's right and the proof is is all around you Unless you choose not to see that. Unless that's you right. choose not to see that. Unless you, you've created this narrative that is completely Or if you don't even know. True. If you don't yeah. even know. There's, yeah. I feel like there's plenty of people who do not, right. do not know. And I would love to, I would love to teach everybody. You know, that would be great. And yeah. I, I've had uh, very great discussions with, with uh, people who are unfamiliar with these, with these things. And, and I feel like it totally changes them when they're like, oh, yeah, like there are intersex people. There is like evidence of the... And and one of the huge things that I think of is that there really is no uh, duality of of anything. Mm-mm. There are no extremes. There are no absolutes when it comes to uh, anything. It's like light. It's like night and day, right? Yeah. Night and day. There's a duality for you, except for the twilight periods, yeah. right. morning except and evening. For all so that. What about that part? Which you know you can't get from night to day without going through a protracted period. There is gray and and hue and value in in all aspects of life, and uh, and it doesn't go against religion. It doesn't go against anything other than specific people's ability to open up and see it's out there. It's around you. All you have to do yeah. is learn how to accept it into your mm-hmm. your being. Um, because it is there it's yeah. literally like it's unavoidable right really and uh even if uh, i don't know 
it's just there. It's so sad on so many <laughs> levels that people don't accept it. I'm not saying just because it's unkind, but it's also not good for them. It limits your world. Right. And it, it limits people's ability to be around you. as, right. <laughs> as <human laughs> And to find joy and find beauty in all sorts yeah. of people, which is, I mean, that's what uh, the Spencer Pride is about. Mm-hmm. And that's and what makes it so... Finding a supportive community. It, it makes me very sad. Almost 5,000 people came to a community of half that size to participate in this event. It's the biggest event. It's it's huge. And just that alone shows how um you know it they're a small community. They're they're nobody would suspect Spencer has this, you know, huge uh, uh event every Right. Year. Oh no. And, and they had it before Bloomington and, did. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody who I've talked to loves it. I've not met a person except, you know, grumbling about traffic, but even that's not that bad. Um, You know, they, everybody seems to be fine with Spencer pride, uh, except for these, this very, very vocal, angry minority. Yeah. And I think if they, how do we change their minds in a positive? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do get angry and we do say harsh things, and I'm sure that they do the same thing. But I think oh, sometimes are. that just doesn't work. And I'm starting to feel a little bit of compassion for them because I feel just that their worldview is so narrow. When when people are exposed to others, people who are different than them, but can see the similarities, right? They can see how we're 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 more similar than we are. Exactly. We're not really that different at all. Yeah. I mean, there's differences, but they don't make you less human. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many misconceptions flying out there about how our differences are, are, you know, we can't bridge the the difference. We can't bridge Mm -hmm. the divide because LGBT folk are just absolutely amoral uh, of the devil and, you know, traditional people with with quote unquote traditional with uh you know good christian morals and stuff like that the two can never meet um because this is all about sex and depravity and we're all about family and whatever but like we have families like you said right lgbtq people have families we are families i mean when they see me or hear me talk about my child and they're like wait wait what like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. baffles my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, but showing them that we're not different. Come on over. Yeah, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry at the things that have happened to me in my life because of narrow-mindedness. But you know what? My heart can change. I'm open right. to that. I want to have reconciliation with, with uh, diverse folks. Because awesome. the world's, we're here for too short a time. Right. And the world's too beautiful to spend bickering over this stuff. Right. Sorry. No, that's over. perfect. Yeah. I, I, I love that. That was, yeah, beautifully said. <laughs> well, I think we should probably take a, a short break um, and we'll be right back. And it's time for our community update. On December 20th, that's Friday, at 10 a.m., the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf South. It's so hard to say. Cloverleaf South. And that's at 325 East Winslow Road in Bloomington. 
the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast. What else we got here? What else do we have here on this holiday week and weekend? There's a lot of stuff. You can access our community calendar by going online at wfhb.org and I think just search for the community calendar. You can also have your calendar event posted on our community calendar by emailing us at uh, calendars at wfhb.org with your event name, the date, and anything else that people need to know. At least a week in advance if possible. That is all that we have for the community calendar this week. The run it back over. Welcome back to Blooming Out. So we have a story here out of Kalamazoo, which is in Michigan, right across the border. Very close. Yeah. Um, actually, my parents uh, had a, a subdivision of a business that was out and of Kalamazoo. It's like the fourth I or fifth largest city, right? It, it, Maybe fifth or sixth. In Kalamazoo. Where? I mean, <laughs> not in the country. In the world. <laughs> in, in Michigan. No, in Michigan. Oh, Sorry. In Michigan. Yeah. It could be. Wow, you know a lot about it's Kalamazoo. <laughs> I went there once. They actually don't have a zoo. No. Which is disappointing. No, it's Kalamazoo yeah. does not have a zoo. It's sad. But it's on the And Spencer of- doesn't have a Santa Claus. What are you people trying to do to me? This is just the world is cats and dogs living together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kalamazoo. Uh, I'm sorry. Kalamazoo, no. So the after complaints, the uh, Kalamazoo school board uh, cut out LGBTQ books that were um, put into the reading program. Not very Wait, funny. is it elementary, right? Well, uh, the- We'll find out here. Okay. The entire school district. Okay. The district received complaints from how many parents? Do you want to guess? D- two, three. Three. Yep. Three. There you go. Three parents. Uh, according to the statements, the district made the decision to focus the diverse classroom book selection process on just issues of racial and ethnic diversity, and to avoid other diversity issues such as disability, socioeconomics, and sexuality. At this time, this is actually a quote from from them. From the school board meeting. Yeah. Uh, The program's emphasis on racial diversity has been clear from the beginning. KPS says that about 6 in 10 students in the district come from a racial or ethnic minority background. And apparently nobody in the district really counts as, as, you know, having disability or being poor or uh, being LGBTQ or having LGBTQ folk in their family, which everybody does. So um, I'm calling bull. I'm calling bull on this. When I went to, before school started, uh, MCCSC had a diversity kind of get-together, and it was broadcast on uh, on their page. So you can actually find it on Facebook. It was, it was a, a live video feed, and you can see my huge back um, on there because the, the camera was right on my back. Yeah. Uh, but it, what it, something I noticed through you, the thing we had we had books on tables and we were listening to uh, the director of diversity. I, actually, not saying his title right, but um, you know, we were talking a lot about racial diversity, but there was no LGBT diversity. I didn't see anything about other kinds of diversity. So racial diversity is safe to talk about. We've we've been going through, uh, you know 
racial disparity stuff for a couple hundred years no, now. No right? problems with that. Right? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> that's all taken care of, apparently. No, the, the point was, you know, there, there are many books that we can put in the classroom for kids to see. Was it doorways and windows, right? So you, you see, or mirrors and windows, as you see yourself in this material, or you see other people that you're that are more diverse than you know mm -hmm. you okay. so it helps kids to see themselves represented right of course obviously and so having books uh about you know kids of different colors from different backgrounds and different right. cultures mm -hmm. okay is important yeah. because they yes. see themselves in the lessons they see themselves in, in these stories so you're, you're telling me they're they are banning uh literature that that even just remotely is about someone who happens to be gay or lesbian any, or trans. Any queer diverse. Uh, like, and actually Not necessarily Kalamazoo, like, not stuff that is like instructive of those things, but just I've, like. I've never seen a kid's book on how to be gay. So there you go. Even the Harvey Firestein one um, was oh, the fabulous duckling, I want to call it. Oh, um, right. I, when I worked at Borders, that was so I love that, and I, I pushed that, that book guy. on everybody. What What about the ones about the penguins? They're, right, right, right. And Nine Tango makes three. That's it. Tango yeah. makes three. I was trying to. I was. I couldn't remember what it was called. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and uh, there are so many books out there, and it's been happening since the late '90s. I think there that we've had books uh, focusing on LGBT issues and families. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and there's so many out there. At the MCCSC meeting, there were none represented. There were books all over the tables for us to look through and look at and see. So um, you didn't go to Kalamazoo, right? No, no, no. This is MCCSC. This is uh, Monroe, Monroe County. County. Oh, okay. Community okay. School Corporation. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I... I well, did they I'm take any books out explain. that were about uh, the albatross? They, they Which had, nests in Hawaii, uh, these birds are usually married for life, mm -hmm. and they're same-sex pairs. Yeah. So no, this, they must have taken those books out they, about an albatross. The, well, mm. So the Cal, I don't know what <laughs> don't specific know. books yeah, they took yeah. out of the Kalamazoo one. MCCSC, when they had this, this meeting, and they were talking about diversity, they did not mention LGBT people at all. Oh. And and this is this affects kids in our county. Bloomington, Indiana – the we were just called the That's gayest shocking. little town in Indiana, right? That is because really I thought MCCSC was um, very progressive. Uh, I mean, I thought that they started having um, the GSLs. Wait, GSA, GSA. I'm sorry. GSA. No, it's okay. GSA. Like th they were one of the first, or they started yeah, in that the early. state. They were they yeah. were one of the, some of the first. Like that's the, what I thought. No, I think the North is number three. So what went wrong? I uh, think. I think. Well, or okay. maybe you don't at, know, but at the table that. I was sitting at, one of the gentlemen there uh, didn't want to have any LGBT representation pushed on his kid. And that's what he said. And that's what he said. And and that just kind of flattered me. We're like, that oh, okay, very, that's shocking. No, they didn't. They didn't say that's well, okay. He okay. didn't say that to everybody. He said that to people at the. Did at the you table. say anything? I uh, didn't really even need to go there because we don't know you to be shy so i was observing i wanted mm -hmm. to see what they had to say i asked a question about oh no uh um somebody else asked a question about lgbt books right and i was like yeah, all right i didn't have to like, be the one go. Right? yeah okay 
And they said uh, two teachers were giving the presentation on all these books, and you know they found these at the public library, and we got these in the schools, and we got blah blah. blah. And uh, they said, oh, we couldn't find any books at the library. And they, that is bull. If it wasn't a live cast, I would have used my expletives. That is bull. Yeah. There is literally tons, tons. Of, of that of LGBTQ materials at the Monroe County Public Library. No, they, they knew, just... but it's controversial. Okay, I'm trying to give them the. <laughs> I'm not no, really. I'm kind of like. We're, we're here to. We're Good. here to hold. Have you even read a comic book? Have what? you read any comic books? Oh, so, like yeah. the comic book selection at the libraries. But even for huge. for kids, for to see their families represented, right? You know, there are there are a great many kids who are LGBT and yeah. they're out in yeah. these schools. There are great many kids who have parents who are LGBT who are very out in the community. And these kids are not able to see their families represented. So Kalamazoo here is just uh, a vehicle to talk about uh, what is also going on here. Yeah. So just to recap, this was a meeting at a a school board. It was summer, I think. Okay. It was a summer school board meeting about uh, they were bringing material, showing materials. Showing how diversity was... uh, being presented in classrooms Dang to it. the kids and what you can do. Dang and it. they had everything but LGBT. They forgot the well, LGBT. Well, they had forgot LGBT. They just couldn't find any. And that is so... That is absurd. That It's a lie. That is a lie. Don't lie to me. Like, I was, I worked in a bookstore. <laughs> I work in LGBT ad- advocacy, you know, and I'm a queer parent. You, I know you're lying. Well, maybe we need to tell them some titles. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and and that's so I pulled <laughs> I pulled up Google and I was yeah. like, these are the top ten LGBT books that you can find. There you go. But that wasn't part of their their presentation. Right. And um, and I was very disappointed. And that's you know we have that's to do good. better. We have to present these things better, and we have to work on intersectionality. We have to work yeah. together. And, you know, not necessarily like making little children. Stamp in the streets and yeah, and demand, no, it but just needs to just be there. to see themselves represented. Right. Just to see that, like when you know, you used to get the the toys have been sexed forever, right? Oh, you know, right. We have, Absolutely. Uh, and now, like when Barbie came out with like a, a Doctor Barbie, everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, this is this full of so forward thinking." When I wanted Girls a Barbie so badly, and of course I couldn't have one. Yeah. You know, because it was the yeah. '60s and the '70s, and boys didn't play with Barbies. You know. Yeah. But. But, it, it, we're still trying to celebrate these little moments of, you know, oh my God, Barbie or so and so, they're promoting like girls can do anything. Like. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and this is <laughs> this is kind of the perspective that I was like thinking about this thing because it's sort of weird to have a diversity. Uh, expose of this is the material of our diverse content um, when it's not even diverse number one right Hmm. Um, and number two um, it's not just like normal stuff which is what I I was trying to figure out this these were normal books because this is like like, you know about like young adult playing and Mm -hmm. you know being themselves and and growing up and and it was they're, they're adorable and they're great books and I love it. And they, they need to be there. They need to be promoted. And everybody needs to read them. You know, the, it's those are absolutely great things. 
but the uh, the lack of diversity in the diversity presentation was uh, very audible in its silence. And we can do better. We have to do better. Yeah. So It's out there. It's out there. And we're Bloomington. I mean, we're going through a, a phase right now where we're examining ourselves and we're seeing just how non-accepting we are um, or we're accepting of the wrong things. We're, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> let's let's let the Nazis talk. You know, that. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's not funny, but you're right. Won't I somebody mean, think of the Nazis? <laughs> really? Yeah, we tried that once before. It really didn't turn out too well. Uh, well that's also like it's, it's not like we don't know the outcome right. of this, and that's what really ticks me well, off. And with all the yeah, I, I'm I. That's another whole other thing, but. In this case, for Kalamazoo, for for Bloomington, we there's no reason we cannot solve this and and yeah have people see the parent Whoa. the parent who was like not my daughters you're not going to talk about LGBT stuff and present them with this well this is for home like well you know what if you were doing a good job at home uh, which I'm sure you're not because dude you're Anti-LGBT. Yeah, okay. Here's my English rant. Um, Your kids need to be literate of... Right. uh, They need to be literate of these things. So Mm -hmm. they... Literacy even... Like, that just means, like, being able to have an understanding of what these things are. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Fuck, where did the time go? (laughs) It does go by so quick, talking to you guys. I could talk to you all night. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's but but we're yeah. out of time. Yeah, we're out of time. It's been a real fun show. Yes, it's been very exciting. And I, I really sincerely miss you both, miss and it's really too. great to be back with you. I'm and so happy. Be with wonderful, brilliant minds who always. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> 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 I, I almost said excite me, but I meant through like your knowledge and edification. Man, I mean, so, my brain just panics constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And that's why we're on the radio. Right? I was going to say, we're, our live casts are going to be really interesting, folks. Uh, but thanks to all the listeners out there, and a huge thank you to the volunteers at WFHB who make this show possible. Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and Ireland Meacham. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio. Lucas Fisher is our engineer as well as our co-host. Why isn't he a co-host on there? And for Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Melanie Davis. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out